now, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Hello, people. Welcome to this special edition of Bible News Radio on the weekend. It's Saturday. Yeah, it is. Just so you know. <laughs> this is Go Fish. It's not just about and it's the song. It's about the cross. So, enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy the song, people. Why, <laughs> we'll let everything roll out. Oh. Yeah. And enjoy me singing the song with you. Okay, here we go. It's about the cross. It's about my sin. It's about how Jesus came to be born once so that we could be born again. It's about the stone that was rolled away so that you and I could have real life someday. Yeah, it's about the cross. Yeah, it is. It's about the cross, people. It's about be nice if Netflix got that idea. Hmm. It's not just about the presence underneath the tree. It's not all about the feeling that the season brings to me. It's not just about coming home to be with those you love. Oh, it's not all about the beauty in the snow I'm dreaming of. It's about the cross, it's about my sin, it's about how Jesus came to be born once so that we could be born again. It's about the stone, it's about the stone that was rolled away, so that you and I could have real life someday. That's what this show's about, by the way. It's about the cross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. About Jesus, people. Yeah, it is. The beginning of the story is wonderful and great, but it's the ending that can save you. Yes, that's why we celebrate. Hey, good afternoon, okay? This part will be silenced on Facebook anyway. Oh, well. Oh, well. It was yesterday. It was? Oh, well. To be born once so that we could be born again. Yep. It's about God's love. Yeah, it is, people. Nailed to a tree. That's right. Uh, every drop of blood that flowed from him, and it should have been me. It's about the stone that was rolled away. Boy, that was a big stone, too. You and I could have real life someday. I could play Christmas music all day, but you know what? Everybody would ban it. (laughs) 
Let's go fish. <clears throat> One of my favorite Christmas albums, really, seriously, of all time. Just so you know. Good to know. It's a great. It's a great CD. Oops. All right. I am gonna pause this now. There we go. <sighs> so, hello, people. Do I look more awake than I do at eight o'clock? <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, hey, I want to say hello. It is December 14th. Yeah, it is. And uh, thank you for joining us for Bible News Radio, the special edition. Randall and I have a, an event to go to later. Uh, so that's why we're doing this tonight. Uh, so we're happy to be here early. Thank you guys for coming in. This actually used to be our old showtime, four o'clock during the day and what were we thinking you know yeah it actually was wasn't it it mm -hmm. was 2 p.m well first was noon pacific which was 2 p.m central right we were on the west coast it was noon well actually started out in the evening we were, it was an evening started out yeah. recorded actually well it started recorded but then we when we started doing it live in 2011 early 2011 um it's before i came on board um, on a regular basis, but anyway, yeah, it was an evening thing, and then, yeah, then it was a noontime thing, and then, uh, then it was, then it was two central and four central, and yeah, we moved it all around, just do you, hear, to, do you hear our cat meowing? I do. Do you know where he is? I know not. Hmm. I've been seeing all these videos on TikTok where people have people come to their house to fix stuff and then they trap the cat inside the wall and then they have to cut the wall open in order to let the cat out. Like, I'm sure that happens every day. I've seen two on TikTok. Two. Okay, I don't... Hard to imagine a cat just hanging out, you know, inside the framing of the house and while there's cutting and... Can you believe everything you see on drilling TikTok? Drilling No. <laughs> I mean, there's, you know, we have the expression "scaredy cat." Yeah, and it's for a reason. They're they're jumpy and they're, you know, they're easily frightened. So I can't imagine a cat just hanging out inside a wall wall while somebody is drywalling. You know, mm -hmm. so bear screwing and, and and you know taping and texturing. So and I have a question: How many animals did Moses bring on the ark? No animals. That's right. Yeah, how many people and today? Moses was told to put into the Ark of the Covenant the tablets, which, um, which the Lord wrote out. Well, actually, I think he wrote Moses had. Uh, this is what I wrote those with. ones. Anyway. Yeah, it is. I can't just make my point. He has to go out into this in-depth Bible study. All right, so it was, it was it was the it was the it was the tablets of the law. Uh, Aaron's rod the butted and uh, and a and a was it was it an Omer? Uh, Before I lose my context, manna. yes. Hey. So the answer is zero. No animals, right? Right. <laughs> you know what? I thought today I would I would ask all you people that on my text message list, and I got ten very fast responses. <laughs> two, two, two. Two with some commentary about man and woman. Two, 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 two. Is this a trick question? And one. Or, or none, rather. I had one person <laughs> answer that question. Correct. You people need to read my questions better. 
Yes, it was meant to be a tricky question, but it, it wouldn't have been if you if you read it. So what is it with you people? Huh? I'm just curious. Yesterday I asked you what the last book of the Old Testament is, and you said Malachi. Or no, you didn't. Most of you didn't answer it right. Today I ask you this question. Okay. So I was telling my pastor this last night because we were at a Christmas party and he showed up. And um, so he, I asked him, I said, what's the last book of the Bible? And you know what he said? He said, maps. <laughs> Spot on, most. Which... <laughs> Pick up most Bibles and you'll find a book of maps in the very back. Sometimes it's just two pages, sometimes I... it's five or six, but... I, I thought that was funny. Always maps in the back. All right. So, how many animals did Noah, Noah... Take onto the ark. I don't know. You don't know. Come on. Well, if the question had been how many he, animals, okay, how many of oh. each animal did Noah take onto the ark? If the question, what had was been the question? This, would you just ask me? How many? How many of each animal did Noah take onto the ark? Noah didn't take any animals on the ark. What happened was. He nope. op- he opened right. okay. He opened the door yeah. and the animals instinctively went in two by two kind by their kind oh. and they went in kind of like we saw in that movie they automatically just went in. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll call that 70% correct. <laughs> Look, I'm the host of this show. Yeah. I'm supposed to always look the best it's, here. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> which, which, you know. Once, for, once, for, just, <laughs> just one small detail. Yeah. It was two by two of the unclean animals. It was by sevens of the clean animals. Check it out. Well, there you have it, people. I have been schooled by my man. Yeah, I have. Well, on a completely different note, <clears throat> literally right before my show, I get a phone call from my brother. I have a little brother who who had a... So little. Tiny little brother. Shut up. Okay, he's my younger brother. Right. Okay. God, people. There. That's my fitch slap for you, even though it's on hold. For any, anyway, um, pray for my brother. You know, he's he's dealing with the kidney stone issue which is like very painful especially for a guy just so you know probably for a girl too but you know how men are so if you don't mind his name's sean um just keep it with just keep him in prayer because he was really upset so that's my prayer request for my little bro yeah he is all right so let's talk about netflix how many of you have netflix i canceled netflix yeah i did but then recently me and bareface got uh t-mobile we got brand new phones and um just turns out that with our plan we get free netflix which is kind of good because i'm not going to pay pay for netflix i don't watch it anyway so i saw this article on breitbart and um (laughs) the picture in it is just like (laughs) first of all here's only if you want first of all here's the thing every year around Easter time and Christmas time, all the big major media, you know, all the news magazines, all the media outlets, 
do stories on Jesus. Was Jesus real? Was he really dead? Does hell exist? Blah, blah, etc. Was there really a manger? Was he really born in Bethlehem? I mean, they, they do all these controversial headline Jesus stories. So you can expect this around April when Easter comes. You'll see more of this stuff. Of course, we see it all the time because we cover it. But I saw this. I was like, seriously? Uh, so over on Breitbart, following Nolte, the author of the article, writes, Netflix releases Gay Jesus Christmas special. Mm -hmm. Isn't that special? <laughs> uh, says here, Netflix has just released a Gay Jesus Christmas special called The First Temptation of Christ. Yeah. Uh, the Brazilian comedy group Porta Dos Fundos, which literally means or translates to back door, appears to have a real hang-up hang about our Lord and Christianity in general. Last December, the group released The Last Hangover on Netflix, a movie that blends Christ's Last Supper with his disciples and the hangover into a night of drunken debauchery where Jesus disappears. We probably talked about it. I don't remember, but it wouldn't surprise me if we discussed it. Already 1.14 million Brazilians have signed a change.org petition asking Netflix to remove the movie. Here's a reviewer's description. The setup is that Jesus attends his 30th birthday surprise party with his boyfriend Orlando. The party thrown by, Ho by Jose and Maria has a number of high-profile biblical guests, including God, which prompts plenty of debate about parental rights and responsibilities as Christ grapples not just with his parentage, but with his own spiritual journey. Okay. Yeah. The real story here is how Christians are reacting. I like, I like how this guy wrote this article. Some are signing petitions. Others are praying for the souls of all involved. Most of us are rolling our eyes and moving on with our lives because that's what Christians do. We don't lop off people's heads which is why it's always open season on us, which is to our credit. Uh, personally, I wouldn't sign a petition or call for a ban on this or anything. If you want to live in a free society and country, you have to grow thick enough skin not to care about this stuff. But that doesn't mean I'm not taking notes. If you're a sad, 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 satirist. satirist, if you're satirist people, uh, you satirize everyone equally. If you're a bigot, you single out certain groups for mockery and place others off limits. In this way, lazy, cowardly garbage like the first temptation of Christ is useful. It exposes who the bigots are. And if this so-called comedy troupe wants to produce a gay Muhammad special for Ramadan, Netflix wants to stream it, I will take it all back. That's what the author says of the article. And, you know, the funny thing is, the irony of it all, is that if you know anything about Muhammad, well, you would know that he engaged in homosexual actions, so it's not like it would be far from the truth, you know, just saying. But, um, yeah, this same old hat. It's, it's like, am I outraged by this? No, I'm not. This is how the world acts, people. This is truly how the world acts. Um, does it hurt my heart? Yeah, it does. Because I just think that, you know, the more the culture mocks Christ, for me, the more it validates who he is. Because they're not mocking anybody else that way. Now, on the other hand, when he brings up Islam, um, 
you know, we got another story about that, which I think we should do next. I think uh, that one is called, yeah. You, did you see that one? Yes, I did. Okay. So when it comes to Islam, I've been saying this for quite a few years now. They want to take over America by 2020. And if you upset those who really practice Islam, not the the peaceful peaceful Muslims who don't practice Sharia law like they should, if they're real Muslims, because they're infidels by Sharia law definition. If you're a Muslim and you don't practice Sharia law and do all that stuff, then you're actually an infidel. And under their law, they're supposed to kill you because you're an infidel. Just like me. I'm a complete infidel. Proud of it. Yeah, I am. Uh, so, so if you did this to Muhammad, the you know, the real Muslims would come after you and they would want to kill you, just like we see with uh, the cartoonist and other people. So this article is over on prophecynewswatch.com. It's titled Muslim Community Patrol, Sharia Law Coming to a Community Near You. And this was just released a couple of days ago. This was uh, um, printed or mentioned. So listen to this. It says here, bullying... And gangster-like tactics have been reported by locals in New York areas where the Muslim Community Patrol Services operates. These tactics are beginning to create a backlash against the self-described civilian patrol organization among local residents. The Muslim Patrol gained international attention in the fall of 2018 after several of its patrol cars, which looked like New York Police Department cars, were spotted in Brooklyn and Staten Island. A little digging shows that the Muslim Community Patrol has an underlying agenda to enforce Islamic Sharia law first in the Muslim community and then in American community at large. Mm -hmm. So here's somebody confirming what I've been telling you for a while. The patrol originally, originally said its purpose was to serve as a liaison between Muslims and the NYPD. Do Christians have liaisons? Just curious. Anyway, but after two consecutive mosque shootings in New Zealand last March where a gunman live-streamed his murder of 51 Muslims on Facebook, the patrol publicly altered its purpose. It now describes itself as a law enforcement organization, claiming its goal is to protect members of the local community from escalating quality-of-life nuisance crimes. It's precisely that law enforcement definition that is now landing the Muslim patrol into hot water with New York City residents, particular, particularly those living in the Brooklyn area of Bedford. However you say that. Uh, they are bullying people and getting out of their patrol cars looking like gangsters, said one resident who asked to remain anonymous. The people in bed, Stewie, don't want them there. The Muslim patrol originally had a force of three patrol cars when it first formed in November 2018, but it now has seven cars on the streets of New York with the intention of purchasing 23 more cars in the near future. The Muslim patrol cars are nearly nearly identical to New York, New York NYPD patrol cars. That doesn't sound legal at all. Uh, both use Ford Tauruses and have similar decal schemes, colors, and emblems. See image below. I don't know if you can see that. Yeah. Now, I have to tell you, this is outrageous and this upsets me i have friends who who watch our show who are in new york in this area and i hear things from them um, about this stuff and i know that some of you actually live in the detroit area and you are in heavily populated islam areas um and you probably see this stuff anyway right i mean there was even a show 
I think it was on Netflix. It might have been on regular cable a while back. It was all advocating Islam and and the propaganda of it was just unbelievable. I'm like, you know, <laughs> all you have to do is pay attention to what's being said. But even more so, you got to listen to what not what's not being said. You listen to in between the lines of what's being said. But anyway, it says here, though the Muslim patrol cars do not have lights on their hoods, they do have emergency flashing lights in the front and backward windshield and back windshields. A lot of people can't tell them apart, said the resident. In yeah. fact, most people think they are New York PD detective cars, especially if they're driving behind you. Significantly, some Muslim patrol officers have been driving the patrol cars with their emergency lights in continuous flash mode, even when not responding to an emergency. They never turn them off. People are seeing these lights and thinking they are NYPD. The cars also have sirens, which other neighborhood residents says is being used to intimidate people. They turn on and their impersonate a police officer. They turn That's on a their crime. They turn on their sirens when they see non-Muslims parked next to a mosque during Friday prayer services. They get out of their cars, start humiliating these people, telling them they have to move their cars and that they can't park next to a mosque because they're not a Muslim, even though it's completely legal for them to park there, he explained. Do you want to commentate now? I know. Go ahead. Oh, okay. In addition, Muslim patrol officers are patrolling sidewalks near mosques and stripping people of their open containers of alcohol. Though open containers of alcohol are a city violation, an NYPD officer typically resolves it peacefully. In some cases, these Muslim patrol officers are kicking the beer out of their hands or yanking it from them and pouring it out on the streets, the second resident said. These guys aren't police officers. They don't have the right to take someone else's property and destroy it, even if a person is committing an offense. They talk to these people like they are the police, he added, and a lot of people in the beds do... Stu, however you say that, community are getting fed up with it. Some, including the Muslims in the community, are demanding a meeting with the district attorney. Both residents who spoke up, however, agreed that the NYPD still favors the services provided by Muslim patrol. The local captain, he don't care if they're enforcing Sharia law. I like the language. The police see them as helping them with their jobs. For an in-depth report by the Clarion Project on the New York Muslim Sharia patrol please click here which i don't know if that is click yeah it is uh and then you can go to let me tell you clarionproject.org go there and uh yeah you can learn more about that i'd encourage you to do so um because i mean who the heck now okay let's just think now if all of a sudden let's say the Baptists or the fundamentalist Christians decided that we were going to go ahead and we were going to go ahead and make cars up that says the Southern Baptist Police Patrol. And we did exactly the same thing. Let's Community say it was Baptist. Patrol. Okay. Let's say we did this and we matched the cars and we did the exact same thing. Except let's say what we did was we went to gay pride parades we went to the brothels. We went to all the things that that you know God hates, right? And we and we went ahead and we went to mosques and we did to other stuff. What do you think would happen? I mean, seriously, if all of a sudden Christians started playing fake cop, CNN would cover it for at least three consecutive days. That's it. Only three days. Well, at least. No. Well. At least, but. Um... Yeah, last last I checked, impersonating an officer was was a felony. 
It was. Yeah, and um, I haven't checked recently, but um, but like the local police are cool with it because they're helping them do their jobs. Well, that's what it said. At least that's what one resident uh, said. Probably because these guys are either secret Muslims or they're part of the community. They're bought and paid for. Um, I don't know. There's always money behind it, in well, my opinion. Is... Well, this is on the internet, so there has to be, you know, some suspicion with it. Um, but there is that Clarion Project article also on the internet. But, um, yeah, definitely concerning. We're on the internet, so what's that make us? Suspects. <laughs> hey, just so you know. <laughs> dubious. <laughs> I'm just a fluffy-haired woman trying to share some good news with you. That's uh, good news? That's all good news. Mm-hmm. Well, it just shows you. All right, next story. Done the story already? Uh, do you want to do the video? I don't know. Do you want to do the video? More than a piece of metal. Do you want? Did you get that one? Uh, yes, I did. Okay, so this next story is brought to you by First Liberty Institute. This is a YouTube video. And the reason I want you to see this video is because, number one, some of you guys have served in the military, uh, and we're, we are still trying to figure you all out. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so so First Liberty Institute is a religious freedom attorney law firm place. They, anyway, they take up religious freedom. Mikey Weinstein, tell me when you're ready. Anytime. Okay. So Mikey Weinstein uh, from the Freedom From Religion Foundation, FFR, or is it the Freedom From Military? Well, I don't yeah. know. Freedom, is it Freedom From? It's the military something. Yeah. I can't remember. They the say event. it in the thing. The, oh, the Military Religious Freedom Foundation. MRFF. Okay. Anyway, so Mikey Weinstein, who's actually somebody who's attacked a couple of my friends and done lawsuits against them, he's behind this. But this, I just want you to hear or see, and I have to thank Janet Parcel for her Facebook page for posting this. That's how I learned about it. Um, Well, just watch it. You'll understand when you see it. Almost seven weeks ago, an Army Ranger, Captain Russell Ripito, was laid to rest in Section 60. Russell Ripito served with distinction in Operation Iraqi Freedom, earning both the Bronze Star and the Purple Heart. On the back of his dog tag were engraved these words from the book of Joshua. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee. We got a phone call and uh, someone told me it was Captain Ripito's father, Joe Ripito, on the phone, he just explains that Russell was wearing shoulder strength and he wanted to know if he could get another thousand of them for Russell's unit. This is faith. This is believing that you're going to live. And even if you die, you're going to be holding hands with God for eternity. That's what it means to me. And every veteran that I know means the same thing. When I was in Afghanistan in 2008, we took a mortar attack my very first night there. I was scared to death. 
I found this bookmark in the back of my Bible and it had a Bible verse on it that talks about, I will not fear the terror that strikes by night or the arrow that flies by day. And I clung to that and it meant so much to me to have God's Word with me at that moment. You walk into your first combat, you're shot at, you're scared. So it angers me to think that some activist group is trying to take that away from them. When we first heard that we there's going to be resistance to what we were doing from the military, it blew my mind because they had so embraced us and they had asked us to do it. In 2019, Mikey Weinstein and his Military Religious Freedom Foundation sent a letter to the Department of Defense demanding that they stop Shields of Strength from being able to provide this source of hope, inspiration, and encouragement to our service members and veterans. Maybe they had to walk a mile in my shoes. Maybe they should have a child in the military, and maybe they should lose that child. Doing the honorable thing, being the hero. I mean, I gave you the right. My Marines gave you the right. The guys under me that died gave you the right to believe what you want to believe. But I also gave that right to everybody else. I've worn it ever since, along with the dog tag that was attached to his coffin. I can barely see the writing anymore. It is tarnished. But I know what it says. I know it says, I will be strong and courageous. I will not be afraid. I will not be discouraged. You have no idea what this little piece of metal has meant to me. It's not a piece of metal on a chain. It's honor and dignity and glory. We will not stop until Shields of Strength is able to continue to provide this source of hope and encouragement to our military. And if I couldn't have this to remind me of my brother, I don't know what I would do, because this is really him. So there you go. That, um, I share this with you for a number of reasons. Because you know what? Something I've failed to do lately is really emphasize pray. Praying. Prayer. You know, a couple years ago on Periscope, when we first launched this, this uh, program on Periscope, I had encouraged everybody to um, have a most wanted list, which was a prayer list for those people who are not yet believers in Christ and followers of Jesus. Um, Mikey Weinstein, or Weinstein, however you say his name, Weiner. has been after the military to, you know, for years. I mean, he he's Jewish, clearly, with a name like Weinstein. You got to be. Um, ethnically, anyway. Right, ethnically. Um, and I have to say that he, um, he really is a thorn really in the side, in the, in the side of uh, many of the Christians in the world. So pray for him, put him on your prayer list, put him on your, uh, prayer list, your most wanted list. Cause it'd be super awesome to have him become a believer. Just if Kanye West can become a believer, then certainly Mikey Weinstein can become a believer and then these ridiculous attacks on religious freedom and, you know, the military would stop, at least from him anyway. I'd say there's a great deal of hope for him. Because our Lord, you know, speaking to Church of Laodicea, he said, I'd rather you were hot or cold. But because you're lukewarm, I'll spew you out of my mouth. The fact that he's, like, cold, that he's, he's against, 
he's against the things of God. You know, he's not just indifferent. Yeah, whatever. He found something works for you. Whatever. The, he's so militant about his atheism and expunging every vestige of faith from the military. That tells me he's sensitive to spiritual things. Right. Is on the wrong side of it, but the fact right. that he's so sensitive and outraged tells me he may be closer than you know you might think. Yeah. So add him to your prayer list. Also add the Muslim community to the prayer list, <laughs> uh, especially those who who want to uh, you know pretend to be police and you know and then no doubt pick on people that they don't they don't agree with. And I'll, of course pray for the people at Netflix. Uh, and all in in those people who are we already mentioned earlier. So let me say hi to some people now that you've come in. I know it's been rolling out for a while. Yes, we are on early, but we announced it. Yeah, we did a couple of days ago. We did. Mm-hmm. And this morning I did, and this afternoon I did. And I texted it to my text message list. Uh, and look at you! You all showed up. <laughs> So Anthony over on uh, YouTube says, wonderful song. So I'm glad that you, you got that. Um, and I don't know if anybody else is over there. Um, over on Periscope, I see Sean, who likes to pick on me all the time. And Ian. Ian doesn't pick on me, though. Ian is the perfect listener. <laughs> Do I have favorites? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Jingly, I don't, Mia. Mia, my superhero paramedic bud. Uh, cutie lady. Yeah. Annie, you're there. Hey, by the way, Annie, we did get your gift. Uh, Annie. I sent a photo. You did. You sent. Okay, good. And you know what? We, uh, thank you for, for those cute little magnets, keychains that you sent us. Um, they're actually on our fridge. Multi-purpose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're very, they're very cool. Very cute. Um, and then, um, Jonathan is, is there Martin and then some, a couple of people, I can't see your name. But, you know, I see you're there. All right. So thank you for coming in, everybody. I appreciate it. Um, of course, we want to say thank you to Ariel Ministries for sponsoring the show. Uh, right now, they're having 30% off on their website. If you buy $30 worth of stuff, you can get 30% off. But when you do, in the comment section, when you buy it, say you're a Bible News Radio listener. That way they know, uh, you know, they know that you're coming from our audience. That way they know. That sponsoring our show is a good deal, a good idea. So, uh, yeah, so do that. And if and you spend less than $30. If you spend less than $30, then use the coupon, use the code. coupon code, and then you'll save 20%. You won't save 30%, but you'll save 20%. So, And these books really do make a, a great, you know, addition to your library. And if you're, if you're a student of God's Word, you're going to want to, uh, you know, do that. Also, if you are not on my text message list, this is where the in-crowd people are. Yeah, they are. These are the people who are in the know. These are the people I can torment with daily trivia questions from the Bible. <laughs> and sometimes other stuff. So if you want to join that, you can join it by texting Bible News, those two words together, Bible News, as in our show name, Bible News, to three, three, Two, two, two people. And no, that wasn't an Illuminati sign or anything. There was nothing secretive about anything I just did. If we're playing baseball, this means take first. No, just kidding. <laughs> All right. Scrolling, scrolling under you right now. Text Bible News to 3322. Three, two, or two, two. if I was wearing my 
my New York Yankees hat. I would say the same thing, people. I don't know what it is with the with the the thing when they do it. I don't get that. That must be a secret thing for real. <laughs> My friend Hal got that for me many years ago. Um, oh, yeah. This is also the time of the year when your identity is at threat. Yeah, it is. It's at threat every time of the year. But during the Christmas season, it's highest because people want to steal your identity. So if you want to get protected, then contact me about getting identity theft protection and also legal shield protection. That will definitely help you. You're a Yankee fan? Yeah, you are. Hey, Yankees are the best baseball team ever. I don't care what anybody says. The Yankees rock. They, I think, I'm not sure, but I think they have won more World Series than anybody ever in the history of baseball. I don't know if that's true, but that's what I think. In my mind, it's true. Mm-hmm. Just so you know. Okay. Oh, you be quiet. I got a boo from Sean in the chat room. Uh, what else can I tell you? Tomorrow night, Bareface. Soon to be, maybe, Pastor Bareface. Hmm, who knows? Uh, <laughs> he, he will... No, I don't think it's... Minister Bareface? Maybe, I mean, hmm. it's not a... Well, we'll talk about that someday. Uh. So, anyway, tomorrow night, Bareface is going to be doing something about Bible study on Sunday. What is it? What is it? The Bible and Bareface? What was it we said last night? Um... It used to be weekends in the Word, then it was Sunday in the Scriptures, and then it was something with B. You said something last night. The Bible but... and Bareface, or what was it? It was something we said, but, you know. I don't... But because I know that you come for me, because I'm the charismatic, cheerful one, you'll come first to see me, and then we'll hand off the show to Bareface so he can educate you. And then you can leave. Yeah. <laughs> didn't say they come like for I, you and stay for me. That's what I said, yes. All right. They uh, come for me, but they stay for you. Right. And no, he's not an apostle. No. In fact, I was going to actually ask that question on trivia. I was going to say, so how many apostles are there, people? And I know that I would get like 10 million wrong answers. I'd be like. Oh, there were there. Well, according to all the Bible trivia sites, there was only 12. Yeah. We can't Judas or not. Well, they count 12, so. What about Paul? Paul the... Apostle. Hmm. Good to know. All right. <clears throat> what else was I going to tell you? Oh, yeah. So that previous story, let's see, shields of strength. Okay, that we were talking about for the military. If you want to get one of those little shields of strength that has the scripture on it, go to firstliberty.org forward slash shields with an S on the end. Okay, I don't know if that actually went backwards or if it went the right way. Hey, Randall, you know what this is? You know what that is? Did you pay attention yesterday? You did, at Potato Club? Oh. You know what no, that is? I don't know what that is, but... Yeah, you do. You gotta... It's well, a, it's this. A bump and then... It's our secret handshake. Oh. Yeah, it is. At Potato Club. 
So now you all know, if you ever come to my area in Spring Hill, if you're here on a Friday and you come to Potato Club, in order for you to get in, you just have to go like that. Because that represents French fries coming out. <laughs> in a good way. It's not just go like that. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Unless I... you're deliberately trying to mislead them. <laughs> you know what this is? You know what that's, this is? It's a spider doing a push-up on the top of my head. Yeah. You know what this is? It's a spider doing a push-up on top of a mirror. <laughs> Good, clean comedy, people. That's what this is all about. Oh, gosh. There was some clean comedy yesterday, but, you know. As some certain things go awry, it just shows you you're fleshly people. Yeah, it does. All right. All right, I'm going to kill the stories that we already read. Oh, that's that. Okay, so do you want to do that one next? Okay, so did you hear about what YouTube is doing? We talked about it, but go ahead. Mm. Well, according to Ben Shapiro, who is a Jewish guy, um, YouTube is coming after more than just Nazis. Yeah, they are. How, how many of you are subscribed to me on YouTube, by the way? <laughs> you should do that. If I ever get to a thousand subscribers, I can monetize my channel. So if you haven't subscribed to us yet, we only got like, I don't know, 370 something subscribers minus a thousand. That means we need like 600 and something in order to get a thousand. So we need 600 of your besties to come and like our YouTube page, which is youtube.com forward slash Bible news radio. Just go over there and subscribe. Make sure also when you're over there, Hit like on every single one of our videos. Hit like. Go write a nice comment. Stacy is cute and awesome. Bareface is awesome. Not as cute as Stacy. You know, stuff like that. And just get the comments in there. And, you know, build us up inside the Google rankings so that the Christians can... We can just kind of, you know, explode on YouTube so people can find us. So I don't have to do like hijacking like on Doug Hackman's show by putting his name in the title so more people learn about us. You know, just saying. All right, YouTube coming after more just more than just Nazis. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is what this says. YouTube has announced it is updating its hate speech policy and conservatives are predicting the new rules will only go in one direction. The video streaming giant announced Wednesday new guidelines will prohibit demeaning language that goes too far. If such language maliciously insults people with protected attributes such as race, gender, expression, or sexual orientation. So, and just, just so you know, see, this could, this could be very dangerous for Bible News Radio. Mm -hmm. Writer and speaker Ben Shapiro calls the new guidelines insanely vague and predicts people could be punished for the hurt feelings of transgenders. For example, in a video over the use of pronouns. Shapiro told Fox News that YouTube could be targeting li literal Nazi content, for example, but the guideline language is far too broad to know where YouTube will draw the line. By the way, speaking of Nazi language, over here in Periscope, I have a couple of trolls in here just accusing us of being part of the KKK. Okay? Now, they left because they're because I didn't bite when they started their stupid insults. 
But I get crap like that all the time in Periscope. Yeah. Just so you know, we get harassed for being believers all the time. You know, I get crap on YouTube, too. Sometimes on Facebook. But anyway, <clears throat> says here, Shapiro, who is Jewish, is is ironically described as a Nazi for his conservative views. Yeah. According to Fox News, YouTube is adding a new layer of online restrictions after announcing hate speech guidelines in June. The action in June came after conservative comedian Steven Crowder mocked the sexuality of a Vox writer, Carlos Maza, or Meza, who is a homosexual, the story explained. Crowder, who discusses politics and media on his YouTube channel, often includes crude humor in his show and his and his Change My Mind videos. The YouTube purge is coming, and it's worse than you were led to believe, Crowder warned in December. In a December 10th video uploaded to YouTube, Corrine Weaver of MRC Tech Watch, that's the Media Research Center, in case you didn't know that, tells One News Now, that YouTube is also reacting to a 60-minute segment in which the CBS show slammed the website for allowing Trump ads and conservative personalities on the platform. Shapiro, I see this as a response to the scathing liberal media reviews, she says, simply because, heaven forbid, they sort of have at least kind of an open platform where they let people on to kind of say whatever they want. She says it's worth noting YouTube said nothing about political ads in the new rules. YouTube actually makes a ton of money from their political ads right now. And going into the 2020 election, it's kind of counterintuitive to say we're not going to be running political ads on our platform. Instead, she says the tech giant is trying to appease LGBT activists and other angry liberals by offering up conservative users. YouTube is already at war with pro-life group Live Action and with PragerU, which have accused the website of restricting their content. PragerU sued the company earlier this year for restricting its popular videos. And I have friends, um, you know, in Christian media, Jan Markell from All of Tree Ministries have shared with me that they have banned some of her videos, pro-Israel videos. L.A. Marzuli, uh, his show... Um, that he had on there talking about UFOs from a supernatural biblical perspective. They demonetized him. They actually demonetized Jan too. Um, he told me he was making over 3000 bucks a month. Well, that would be awesome if Bible News Radio could do that. <laughs> but YouTube, like, <laughs> overnight cut that. Um, and there is a lot more. I mean, and I was actually sharing this last night at the Christmas party we were at. Um, I was trying to explain to people because they were like, well, how many, how many viewers, how many followers do you have? That was the question I was asked. And I said, well, you know, it's interesting. I have over 6,000 on Periscope. 6,000. That's a lot of followers, right? But in the average show, maybe 200 of you get to see it. So like I was trying to explain to these older people who don't, you know, they're not on social media like I am. They, uh, I said, our content isn't seen. I can't even advertise on Facebook because they won't let me. Some of the shows I want to promote, they won't let me because it's hate speech or it goes against their political whatever, you know, stuff. Uh, YouTube um, banned me once. They deleted a whole show of mine, or at least they shadow banned it at least. Um, until I wrote them and I said, hey, why are you banning me? Did you even watch the show? They, ba they based it on the title of the show, which was actually a headline from a liberal paper. 
when I, I wrote them and I said, I think this is a New York Times headline, just so you know. Um, aren't you, do you hate the New York Times? <laughs> anyway, they unblocked it so people could see it. But, you know, Twitter, you know, Twitter owns Periscope and all that. And like I, I've told somebody before, we could easily go on Christian media platforms. Piece of cake. Oh, it would be awesome to put Bible News Radio on a Christian media platform, wouldn't it? Except I don't have thousands of dollars to do it. And I don't want to be on Christian media platforms because I'm not trying to reach Christians. I mean, I'm trying to educate Christians, but hopefully we got some unbelievers coming in here who are kind of curious about what Christians are talking about. You know, I mean, kind of, that's kind of the goal. You know what I mean? So, um, Yeah. I want to share some good news with you. You you remember the guy that was um, um, a pastor? He was arrested at a library's drag queen story hour. Did I send you this? Yes, you did. Okay. Well, guess what? Here's some good news for that guy. The judge dismissed the charges against the pastor. Uh, it says here, uh, a judge has dropped charges against a Baptist pastor arrested at a drag queen story hour for refusing to move to a protest zone saying the police order violated his First Amendment rights. Afshin Yagtin, a pastor at the New Covenant Church in Spokane, or Spokane, depending. I don't know if you're from that Spokane. area. Spokane. Are you sure? I'm sure. It's not Spokane? I'm confident. You sure? Because there's an E on the end. Are you I telling know, me but... that it's, it's a Spokane word that you're mm -hmm. talking about? Yep. Come on, people. That was funny. All right. Anyway, <clears throat> New Covenant Church in Spokane was arrested June 15th for obstructing police when he refused to move to a designated zone outside the South Hill Library Branch, which hosted the children's readings by a local drag queens. In her ruling, however, Spokane Municipal Court Judge Tracy A. Staub said that while Mr. Yagitin told officers he disagreed with the event, he had not engaged in any sort of protest activity, such as waving signs, ringing cowbells, or shouting chants. Which is, which the... Keep your laws off my body! Say, <laughs> so which the sexual anarchists are notorious <laughs> for doing. It's not just sexual anarchists, it's also the Planned Parenthood anarchists, which are kind of... Sexual anarchy. Yeah, they are. Okay. Hmm. Unfortunately, the scope of the protest zones was expanded to include anyone attending the event who had an opinion about the event, regardless of whether they were protesting or creating a disturbance, said the judge that said the judge's December second order. Although Mr. Yagtin and I don't know why I'm saying this poor guy's name right. How about we call him Mr. Y? It's easier for me to say. That's, this is the hardest part of the job. The hardest part of this job is reading the articles. Yeah. But I heard somebody say once, if you say something with conviction, even if it's said wrong, people will go, all right, that works. I remember Janet Parshall once. She kept saying Ossia Beebe's name wrong. She kept saying it wrong. She said it wrong for weeks. Asia. <laughs> it was driving me crazy. I was like, it's Asia, Asia, Asia. And Janet Parshall proudly said, Asia, BB, Asia, BB. And I'm like, it's Asia, BB. 
when Todd comes on your show, if you say the name wrong, you're going to look like a doofus. I mean, I already know you're being a doofus. Well, whatever. Anyway, that's just a sidebar. Sure. Anyway, Mr. Y was not protesting. He made comments to police that suggested that he disagreed with the sponsored event. She concluded that because the arrest for obstructing cannot be separated from Mr. Y's speech, the evidence is insufficient as a matter of law to support the charge of obstructing. The Pacific Justice Institute, which represented Mr. Y, said that he went to observe the widely promoted Father's Day weekend reading, which drew noisy crowds of protesters and counter-protesters. Police kept the opposing groups on opposite sides of the street, but Mr. Y objected when he saw that the supporters of the story hour were allowed to demonstrate near the library while opponents were kept further away. Pastor Y was arrested for questioning the police's favorable treatment of supporters and unfavorable treatment of anyone they perceived to be non-supportive and for refusing to move to the protester zone after being denied entry into the library, said the Institute, a Sacramento-based legal defense organization specializing in religious freedom cases. Okay, so I'm going to read that again, okay? Even though it was difficult to read the first time, I'm going to read it again. Pastor Y was arrested for questioning the police's favorable treatment of supporters and unfavorable treatment of anyone they perceived to be non-supportive and for refusing to move to the protester zone after being denied entry into the library. You know what this is, right? It's thought. He was arrested for what they thought about him. He did nothing, but the police perceived what that pastor believed, and he was arrested. Now, the LGBT community has done very well by putting vague things into law, and these whole protester zone things are all a part of that. It's, it's, it's bullying, right? It's bullicide. It's law side, basically. Right, Bareface? Yeah, and uh, he, after, okay, after he was denied entering the library, if I remember correct, this was a public library. Yeah, it is. If the, if I don't know any libraries that aren't public. There are some. Well, okay. you know, there's presidential libraries that are funded by private, you know. But the drag queens aren't going into those. No, they're not. Right. Public library is a tax-paying citizen. You know, I don't care what your opinion is. People with all sorts of opinions and thoughts attend a library, and there are all sorts of books that cater to those thoughts and opinions and and lifestyles. And so he was refused. He was denied entry into the library. That's 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 a violation of his civil rights right there. And then then he was he was arrested of being perceived as non-supportive and refusing to move to the protest zone after being denied entering the library. We don't take your kind in the library. I don't care if you pay taxes, you know, I don't care if you're a citizen of this city, whatever. We we don't like your kind. You have you can't come into the library. Go over there. Yep. And um there's instead of just case being dismissed there's a serious civil rights case here yep that he should be you know probably won't but should be suing so you remember the police department that movie god's not dead too yeah 
You remember it? Mm-hmm. What was that about? It was about. It was basically a movie all about religious freedom issues. Mm-hmm. That's what it was about. And uh, this isn't religious, even. This is yeah. Well, the guy was a pastor, though. So, all right. Well, so As that's to me that's irrelevant. Well, it should be, but in this case, I don't think it was. And well, that makes it even more grievous. That's why I think it's important because mm-hmm. when you go back and you guys watch God's Not Too, God's Not Dead Two, and you look at the very end of that movie that Pure Flix put out, that you will see a list. I think I counted like thirty-seven actual stories that they based that on. Okay. Um, most people don't research the people who are, you know, having their religious freedom and their First Amendment rights as Christians being violated. It's happening. It's happening all the time, every single day. It's happening in schools. It's happening in employment. It's happening in the medical field. It's happening in education. Uh, it's happening in the church, um, you know, and and so this is a good news story, at least the judge here was fair, and they threw it out. Um, by the way, this is on the Washington Times website if you're interested in finding that. All right, I got one more article, and then me and Randall Pandle Bareface have well, to Well, one of the uh, uh, Jorge A. Ramos, who represented the pastor, mm-hmm. um, says here in the article uh, that, um, yeah, uh, he called the ruling an enormous victory for the freedom of conscience. Right. But he also mentions the prosecution refused to acknowledge law enforcement's overreach by separating and even barring people from entering the library based on their views. Yeah. I would even say based upon their views. But since we are thankful justice prevailed and Pastor Y can continue to shepherd his community with confidence. But yeah, there's yeah the prosecution refused to acknowledge... The law enforcement has nothing to do with separating, you know, or barring people from a public library based upon their views. Yeah. All right. I am. Um, <clears throat> I have one more article, but before I get to the article, I want to do. I want to encourage you in the following way. Okay. So, part of what I always say at the end of every show is be bold, stand up, and go with God because He loves you. Right. I say that for a reason. Because these stories, which I don't cover every single day now because I'm, I'm trying to work to turn money, are they're happening. And you are going to have the opportunity. Yeah, you are. So let's go through a couple of scenarios really fast. Is homosexuality a sin? Yes. Perfect answer. Perfect answer. Don't hesitate. Don't give this fluffy speech about whatever, you know, and be politically correct. If somebody says, is being gay a sin? Is homosexuality a sin? You say, yeah, in fact, it's an abomination according to God, just so you know, okay? That's what you say. That is the correct answer. All right, number two, is is abortion murdering a baby? Yes, yeah, it is. It is absolutely 100% murdered. It is absolutely murder. Um, when you are dismembering a human being inside the mother's womb, which you are fearfully and wonderfully made, Psalm 139, yes, you could say that, Abortion is murder and not go, oh, well, I don't know. It's a blah, 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 tish. You know, maybe, you know, at 12 weeks, it's, you know, maybe it becomes a human when there's consciousness or when, eh, none of that bull. Number three, is Islam a religion of peace? No. The answer is no. No, 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 no. And absolutely 100% no, it's not. Okay. Just so you know, it is not. 
Those are three hot issues that Christians tippy-toe and dance around constantly. And the answers are very clear. Very, very clear in scripture. Very clear. Here's another one. Ready? Is marriage one man and one woman? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Marriage is one man and one woman the way God created it. It is. Yeah, it is. Oh, fourth question. Is that word? What's that for? I don't remember. I don't remember. Next question. Can gay people marry? Under the law of the United States, yes, they can. But is it really a marriage in God's eyes? No, it's not. Number, whatever the next number is. All right, here's the answer to the next question. Does God hate gay people? No, he doesn't. He does not hate gay people. Nope. Next. Do you hate gay people? No, I do not hate gay people. Does God hate me if I had an abortion? No. Does God hate Muslims? No. For God so loved the world, hello people, that he gave his one and only begotten son that so that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Is there anything that God cannot forgive? Yeah, there is one thing actually. It's called blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, and this is the denial and rejection of who Christ is. Right? You go, you go through your whole life, and you reject who the Messiah is. You reject Jesus, and then you die. You stand before him and, because you hated him and rejected him your whole life. That doesn't mean you're going to get into heaven, just so you know. There is a hell. It's a fiery place created for the devil and his angels, which is clearly what hell was created for. It says it scripturally. That's what it was. But people willingly go there. You can't deny Christ on earth and expect to spend whole, all eternity with him. It's just not going to happen. You know what I mean? So I, I just say this because, look, these are very, very, very hot issues. Is Israel important to God? Yes. That's another question. Does the church replace Israel? No, it does not replace Israel. That's replacement theology, which is completely unbiblical. Does God have a chosen people? Yes, they're the Jews. Are Christians grafted in? Yes, Gentiles. Hello. Okay, so, I mean, there, there are some very key things the world will throw at oh yeah okay you're a christian i i bet you can't handle this thing you can't answer this 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 thing and, and you're like you know what why is it so important to argue about these issues well it's not it's important to know the word of god though if you're going to be bold in the culture and you're going to stand up for biblical values it begins with changing people's hearts. It doesn't begin by voting for Donald Trump. Sorry, you know, and it doesn't begin by voting for Hillary or whoever's going to run against him. You know, politics is great if you want to be angry and flustered and, and just just be a little sheeple and follow everything on the media. I don't watch it. That's why I'm a happy person because I know me. I would get really, really upset. You change the culture by changing people's hearts. People's hearts are changed when the gospel of Jesus Christ is introduced to them and they see a need for salvation and a changed heart. That's how culture is changed. It's not from politics at all. In fact, our country was founded on biblical principles. Our law was based on the Ten Commandments. 
You know, I mean, that's where our law constitution. And when I shared earlier, I can't remember when it was, but I shared with somebody, maybe it was us. I can't remember <laughs> that, that some people were saying that Sharia law is above our, our constitutional law now. Uh, no, I don't think so. Sharia law is of the devil. Okay. Sharia law is about deception, lies, deceit, it, it, everything the state, the devil wants. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. That's what Sharia law focuses on. And here's the other thing too. You, you ask other things like this, like, like, um, uh, women. Oh, you, you believe in oppressing women, don't you? You're one of those Christian wives who submits to her husband, aren't you? You know, you believe that women should be barefoot and pregnant and standing naked in the husband, you know, and, and do whatever, blah, blah, with your, with your husband, you Christian lady, blah, blah. To which I would go, no, actually, it's Islam that puts women in bondage. Just so you know, Islam requires women to wear hijab over their face. They can't show their beautiful selves because the men are lusting after them. And it's to help the men not do that. And under that law as well, the husbands can rape their wives. and The wives just have to submit to that. That's submission. And in countries where Muslims rule and dominate, women are often stoned to death despite the fact that the husbands commit the crimes against, against them. And so whenever somebody, well-meaning maybe, says, oh, well, Christians are all about oppressing women and taking away our rights, and you should submit, submit, submit. Look, biblical submission is when a woman who's married to her husband has a husband who loves his wife as Christ loves the church. If you have a husband like I do, you're very blessed because he loves me like Christ loves the church. I have no doubt in my mind, Bareface would die for me if, if unfortunately he was given that opportunity. He treats me with the utmost respect. Like, I, I won't say like a China doll, but I mean, he does, he does, he honors me and respects me as a person. Islamic women don't get that from their abusive husbands. The ones that practice Sharia. Okay, now there are branches of Islam that don't teach that, but they're infidels within their own religion. You know, and the, I would say the, the common would be, you know, if you're a Christian in name only, right? Okay, so there's Sinos, Christians in name only. You don't really know what you believe or why. You're not really a believer. You're just a churchgoer. Just like there are some Muslims who, well, I'm a Muslim. But then there are practicing Muslims. And if you're new to this show, uh, just so you know, I've had a number of former Muslims on this show. I've had uh, Robert Spencer from Jihad Watch on this show. I've had Kamal Salam, Kamal, Camille Salim, Kamal Salim, Salim, however you say his name. How do you say his name? Kamal Salim. Kamal Salim on this show, a former Muslim. I've had um, Nani Darwish, a woman, former Muslim. I've had um, Walid Shumat on this show. I actually have a video of me and him on YouTube. That was like 10 years ago or something. I've had a lot, a lot more than that too, on our show. So I know a little bit about Islam from those who practiced it, who were in bondage to it, who Jesus set free. Okay. Um, but Christians are being so beaten down in our culture because you get the atheists, the agnostics, and the, the gay activist community, and you get the flaming feminist liberals who all like to shoot the same boring arrow at you. It's like, oh, well, this, this... Oh yeah, well, this is this is weird. Does God hate fags? You know, you know, and and they shoot the same stuff over and over again. The answers are simple. 
The question is whether or not you're going to cower in the face of that opposition. And you're going to you're going to go so that you please man instead of God, right? So we got to be careful to know what we believe and why. And don't forget, the word of God actually says, it says this in the book, Gospel of Mark. It says that if you're ashamed of Christ, he will stand in front of the Father and be ashamed of you. That's what Jesus said. So, hey, just saying, if I were you, I would be bold. (laughs) And not be ashamed of this. And the real believers out there, they're the ones getting attacked, right? And there's people like me on this show. I get hate mail sometimes from people, but hopefully more people understand, look, hey, you know what? I didn't write God's word. God did. I just believe it and I live it. Am I perfect? Nope. (laughs) But that's why I need him, right? Uh, So, all right. So one, one more, one more, uh article and then we got to go. This one's titled Trump Signs Order Targeting College Anti-Semitism because there is a huge rise of anti-Semitism. It says here, Washington, uh, President Donald Trump signed an executive order Wednesday targeting what his administration describes as a growing problem with anti-Semitic harassment on college campuses. Trump has sought to closely align himself with Israel, a move that appeals to many evangelical voters, too. He said Wednesday that the order sends a message to universities. If you want to accept the tremendous amount of federal dollars that you get every year, you must reject anti-Semitism. It's very simple, Trump said. By the way, in case there's somebody listening and you don't know what anti-Semitism is, it's when people hate Jewish people. Under the order, the Department of Education will consider the International Holocaust Remembrance Alliance's definition of anti-Semitism, which can include criticism of Israel when evaluating discrimination complaints under Title VI of the Civil Rights Act. The department could withhold funding from schools that it finds a violation of Title VI. Okay. Um, And then it says here, a Messianic Jewish leader is skeptical that the executive order signed on Wednesday by President Donald Trump targeting anti-Semitism on college campuses um, will have much of an impact on curbing the problem. Jan Markell, founder founder and director of All Tree Ministries, argues that the root of the problem is the sinful nature of mankind. You guys know Jan has been on our show. She's a friend of mine. It seems that evil and sinful hearts want to pick on somebody, and the ones that they're choosing to pick on right now around the world are Jews and Christians, she tells One News. Now, I'm glad he's doing this, but until man's heart is changed through Jesus Christ, things are going to continue to escalate. Markel sees the executive order as further evidence that President Donald Trump may be the best friend both the nation of Israel and the Jewish people have had in the White House, and I would say, talking to my friends who are Jewish over at Israel365.com that I've had on the show, they would agree. They hated Obama when he was in the White House because Obama's an anti-Semite, just so you know. Um, <clears throat> Trump has closely aligned himself with Israel, including moving the U.S. Embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem and taking a hard line against Iran. The order comes... As the boycott, divestment, and sanctions, that's BDS for short, by the way, movement against the Israeli government for its alleged treatment of Palestinians becomes more prominent on some college campuses. 
The Israeli government has urged allies to rein in the boycott movement while its backers deny anti-Semitism charges and describe themselves as critical of Israel decision-making, not Jews. Um, My administration will never tolerate the suppression, persecution, or silencing of the Jewish people, Trump said. We forcefully condemn this anti-Semitic campaign against the state of Israel and its citizens. Trump signed the executive order at a Hanukkah reception at the White House, the first of two on Wednesday. New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft and Harvard Law Professor Alan Dershowitz were among those in attendance who spoke in favor of Trump's actions. So that is um, a good thing, but, uh, you know, that is a good thing. So basically, uh, anyway, basically, that's it. So um, that is, that's the show. All right, looks like we got some comments here uh, on did you see these comments on YouTube so George says hi Salah Houdin says hello Prince of Arabia says hi Christian Genie says hi Prince of Arabia says I'm a Muslim but I love Jesus Prince of Arabia said I feel very sad because Netflix insults Jesus and Prince of Arabia says we stand with you against Jews who insult to Jesus. Well, I don't stand against Jews. That's where we differ. <laughs> by the way, I am part Jewish, in case you didn't know that. You could tell by my nose right here. And my curly hair. Mm-hmm. I don't hate Jews at all. I actually love the Jews, and Jesus loves the Jews because Jesus is Jewish. And I would encourage you, my Muslim dear friend, if you love Jesus too, I know you've read in the Quran that he's a great prophet. Why not read the Bible too? I dare you. Double dog dare you. Yeah, I do. I triple dog dare you to open up a Bible, read the New Testament Gospel of John, and learn more about Jesus, not just from the Quran. You might you might actually see him in a whole different way. Um, let's see over here. Are you all preaching hate in the name of Jesus? Thank you for telling the truth. Yes. Okay. Um, teach. Okay. You understand? Yeah, I do. I get it. I do understand. I've been doing this for 15 years, and I've been a believer for almost 40, um, which means I'm kind of old, <gasps> which explains the white, whitish gray hair that I have. Yeah. Anyway, so I am. Um, I hope this show has been informative, and I hope that you uh, enjoyed it. I hope you have a good weekend, the rest of it, and. Uh, all that. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, as I always say, be bold, people. Stand up and go with God because he loves you. Yeah, he does. <laughs>